Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. So today's 101th. <laughs> oh, God, it's already starting. 101th. <laughs> it's the podcast after the 100th podcast. So it better be Liddy as a titty, okay? You can't just have this big explosion like a volcano in science class and not have a good one to follow up. You know what I'm saying? It's like the sequel of all movies always suck. So I'm going to come at you with all of my strength and tenacity and determination to help wake you the fuck up today. Okay? That's what I'm here for. So today's podcast is questioning, are you serving faith or are you serving fear? And I'm going to give you the top five ways to overcome all fear and create the reality that you desire and deserve. Because living life ambitiously is your birthright. Let me say that again for the people who have potatoes in their ears. Living an ambitious life is your birthright. Okay? So today I'm going to talk all about my studies. So I think I talk about this a lot. I love to read. Obviously, I'm also an author, but I love, love, love to read. And to me, people who write books are the real MVPs. You know what I'm saying? Like I could give a shit about Hollywood. I don't get starstruck by people that doesn't get my panties in a bunch. I love people who write because I think that there's something just so deep in their soul that they feel that they have to sit in uh, a dungeon for three years like I did. (laughs) I don't sit in a dungeon, actually. My home is beautiful and I love it and I appreciate it. But there was days where that that chair felt like the chair in in a torture chamber. Writing is so not easy, but I think that when people stick to the writing, and they produce God's work, it really changes the game. So I study authors. I have for years now. You guys know my story about when I was younger, when I was 13 years old, I bought the book Think and Grow Rich. And I love Napoleon Hill, don't get me wrong. But lately, I've been kind of like bored with all the stuff that's out there right now. And I'm like, okay, what? I what do I need, right? Like, what am I looking for? And I always ask God, like just God, goddess, universal life force energy, just point me in the right direction today. I just need some inspiration. Like I'm just seeking some pure inspiration. And I was just kind of like perusing on my phone and I was looking on YouTube and I found this woman, her name is Florence Scoville Shin. And some of you that listen to the Abitious podcast might be like, Katie, hi, Florence Scoville Shin. Like, she's like the HBIC of all HBICs. I don't know why I didn't know this. I swear to God, like, I don't know why I didn't know this. 
So I started really diving deep into Florence Scovel Shin's work. And she was an illustrator and an artist, and she was born in 1871. And I never knew this, but she was really truly like the the mother of new thought and spiritual and metaphysical teachings. And as I started going down the Florence Scovel Shin rabbit hole, because that's what I usually do, I found out that she wrote this book and it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And then I started going even deeper down the rabbit hole. And she also has these other, she has a bunch of different books, but the other ones are Your Word is Your Wand. Isn't that like so great? Your Word is Your Wand. And the other book that I read of hers was The Secret Door to Success. And she used to see people almost like a healer in a way and kind of like a therapist, but in like a new agey type way, which was way before her time, because like I said, she was, she was born in 1871. So she was kind of in the same genre, the same time period, actually a little bit earlier than Napoleon Hill. So a lot of the stuff that she speaks of sounds very, very, very much like Napoleon Hill's teachings. And Neville Goddard's teachings, if you guys don't know who these people are, look them up, Google them, Joseph Murphy's teachings. But I was just looking for a strong female perspective because since I released Ambitious the book, a lot of triggery stuff's been coming up for me. A lot of fear-based stuff has been coming up to, you know, for me. I'm like, oh God, I hope the people like the book. And then I have to go back to, Katie, you didn't write this book for people to like it. You wrote this book to wake people the fuck up. So just focus on waking people the fuck up, right? So I started going down the rabbit hole of Florence Scovel Shin, and I just started to fall in love with her teachings and her writings. And there's a lot of videos on YouTube where people like Brian Scott or Joseph Rodriguez will take her books and pull them apart and go step by step by step. And I was just so, so, so inspired by these books and these teachings. And it's crazy because, as you guys know, I'm a Catholic schoolgirl gone wild. (laughs) I believe in God. I know the Bible. Um, I have the ruler marks on my hands to prove that I went to Our Lady of Lourdes (laughs) in Taunton, Massachusetts. Uh, But I kind of have gotten away from a lot of Bible teachings in the last couple of years just because I've been diving deeper into a lot of New Age stuff. But I love that Florence Scovel Shin takes a lot of things from the Bible, breaks them down, and teaches them in a different way. Like, why didn't our teachers teach us these things when we were younger? I would have been way ahead of the game. But I guess, as we all know, your teacher arrives when you're ready. I wasn't ready when I was younger, obviously. And that's why this Florence Scovel Shin is just speaking to me so, 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 so much. So guys, like I said, I read a lot. I read about one to two books a week. I know that you think that's crazy because I know that you guys know I'm a busy bitch, but I feel like, you know, feeding your soul and your mind are so important to keeping out any thoughts of lack and fear and not enoughness. I always tell people, you know, like your brain is a vacuum, so you have to fill it with good stuff or the bad things start rattling around in there. And I just love it. So listen, Google this, get it on Amazon, wherever you buy your books, 
and start listening to the Florence Scovel Shin. I would start with Your Ward is Your Wand, and then I would go on to the game of life and how to play it and then kind of go from there. But reading is so important, guys. So, so, so important. So a little that I just wanted to give you a little background of what inspired me to do to do this podcast this week. And I have two protocols. One is called A28P, the other A365P. A28P is a month-long reboot. It is incredible. Like I just woke up this morning and I was looking at the girls' uh, transformation photos and my girls have released in one week 14 pounds. (laughs) I mean, like crazy. 14 pounds, 12 pounds, 10 pounds. But what I love um, more than ever is that they're learning all these things on a deeper level. And in A365, last week, our focus was, are you serving faith or are you serving fear? Because I feel like right now we're in such a quickening time. We're in such a fear-based time. Everything is scary, you know, from, from what's going on with race, what's going on with the pandemic. Now it's pedophilia and, you know, Hollywood and all these things. It's like every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, not today, Satan. Like what new thing is going to come up and mentally mind fuck me? And that's not even like not even taken into consideration, right? Like what we all as humans deal with on a daily basis, like just taking care of our family and feeding them dinner and taking them to where they need to go and making sure that we don't drop the balls and having a clean house and taking care of our physical bodies and our mental bodies and our spiritual bodies and our emotional bodies, right? And then like throw on like everything else that's going on in the universe. And it's just like, it can be overwhelming. And let me tell you something, guys, if you're feeling fear, I don't, I, I, I don't think you're crazy. I think you're a human being and you're a loving, kind soul and you're feeling, you're feeling some sort of way. And I feel some sort of way too. And that is why I asked God to lead me last week to this Florence Scovel Shin. Now, I didn't know it was going to be Florence Scovel Shin. I didn't know because that's how God works. God gives you what you need at the time, but you have to ask, right? So when I asked God last week and I started talking to my A365P ladies, like they were so enamored by this idea of asking yourself every time you do anything, are you serving faith or are you serving fear? And I want you, everyone out there in ambitious land, everyone, I want you every time you make a decision, I want you to ask yourself, is this decision serving my faith or is this decision serving my fear? And if it's serving your fear, then you cannot do it, guys. You can't. Because if you're serving fear, you might get some temporary relief at the jump. But in the long run, it's going to fuck you in the ass with no KY. You know what I'm saying? Okay? So that's the first thing. I want you now, going forward, after you listen to this podcast and after you share it with everyone you know because it's that good, (laughs) I want you to ask yourself, are you serving faith or are you serving fear in each one of your decisions? Okay, promise, pinky swear. All right, so this podcast today is for anyone who's struggling with life's biggest questions. And once you eliminate, you know, one fear, right? Another one's gonna come up. Another one is just waiting. 
It's like that game. I talk about it in Ambitious the Book. It's like that game Whack-A-Mole. You know, you're at the carnival and you're playing Whack-A-Mole and the mole comes up and you hit it over the head and then the next one comes up and you hit it over the head and then three pop up and you're like, oh shit, I got to get quick. I got to get, I got to get fast, right? That is like what fear is. Because remember, we're not just dealing with fears from this lifetime. We are dragging fears from past lifetimes and past incarnations. So things are going to come up and they're going to be fast and they're going to be furious as we go deeper into our spiritual evolution and our ascension. I talk about it in the book. It's one of the latter chapters. It's about leveling up like a bitch, right? Once you start leveling up, it gets more difficult. It can get harder. It can get overwhelming. It's a test. It's all a test, guys. It's all to see how bad you want the life of your dreams. As Florence Scovel Shin says, the fourth dimensional reality and higher of the Garden of Eden consciousness, right? She talks a lot about things in the Bible, and I love it because it's like, oh, that's what it meant when Daniel was, you know, against the lions. Oh, that's what it meant when David was fighting Goliath. Oh, that's what it meant, you know, whatever. Okay. So remember, once you eliminate one fear, a bunch of them are going to pop up after. You got to be on your guard. You got to be ready. Okay. Okay. So remember the feelings that you have that are tied to fear are truly the secret of liberation. So if you feel fear and then you succumb to the feelings of fear, you will always be enslaved and held captive by your feelings of fear. Remember, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. So fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real, right? So many of the things that we fear are not even real and they will never come to pass ever. Like how many times you think, like for instance, she talks about it in the book. Um, I think it's the word is your, your word is your wand. She was talking about how a mom had like seven kids and she was like super, super, super new age. And she knew that the universe had her back and she knew that she was divinely protected. And she knew that everything was happening for her highest, greatest good. And all her kids were playing on a tree outside their house. And the neighbor came over. Now, obviously this is like in 1919, right? So if my neighbor came over and told me that my kids were playing on a tree, I'd fuck, I'd punch her in her fucking face and say, get the fuck off my property and mind your goddamn business. <laughs> but back then people were, I guess, nicer. So this lady came over and was like, oh my God, you know, Mildred, your children are playing on the, the tree. They're going to kill themselves. And she says, don't look at them and don't pay attention to them. And all will be well. She knew that God protects her children She didn't have to worry about her children playing on the tree. As soon as you worry about your children playing on the tree, that's when they fall out of the tree and they break their arm because it's almost like you're cursing them. In a way, you don't mean it because you're just a loving, kind mom who wants to take care of her children. But remember, every time that you give attention to that fear, you are more and more becoming a captive of fear, which is not even real. It's not even real, guys. Fear is not even real, right? So Florence Scovel Shin starts one of her books and she says, be strong. 
Fear not. Fear is man's only adversary, right? If you want to go back to the Drifters podcast, the, you know, the sequence of podcasts I was talking about being a drifter, because the six human fears are truly what keeps you small. And remember, most of those fears, if not all of them, are not real. Fear of criticism. Oh, someone calls you stupid or fat or ugly. Who cares? Is it going to kill you? My grandmother used to say when I was a little girl, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right? Who cares? Let people talk. It shows more about them than it does about you. Or fear of loss or fear of illness and disease. I was listening to one of her books and she was talking about um, sickness. And she was saying, if you vibrate at a high level of vibrational frequency, it doesn't matter if someone coughs in your face, you cannot get sick. Because the only way that you get sick is when you allow your cells to get into a low vibrational frequency state through thoughts of fear. So if people are like, oh my God, I can't go out. Oh my God, I can't touch that. Oh my God, I have to wash my groceries. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Don't you think that you're perpetuating the illness to come into your body? But if you just keep affirmating, I am divinely protected, you know, God protects me. God goes in front and makes crooked places straight. Whatever you want to say, I don't know if you're into, into God, all right? You might believe in something else, Jesus, you know, I don't know if you're into Jesus or, or God, but your God might be Allah, your God might be Buddha, your God might be Krishna. I don't care who it is, but you know what I'm saying, okay? So go back to the Drifters podcast and listen to them again and really get right with the Lord and ask yourself what fears are holding you back and keeping you playing small, right? Fear robs you of all of your power, right? Like it says in the Bible, why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? And remember this, guys, fear attracts more fear. So you're not going to have fear thoughts and act in fearful ways and attract abundance and wealth and joy and happiness and love. And remember, just because like fear is one thing, it doesn't mean it has all like these little family members like jealousy and greed and worry and anxiety and depression, right? It's not just fear. It's all these other things that you don't even realize that you're fearing. So if you're being greedy, your fear of losing your wealth. If you are jealous, like say you're, you know, dating some dude and you're always afraid like he's going to hook up with some other chick. Do you think that that's keeping him or do you think that's pushing him away with your energy? Right? Or if you have anxiety, when you're anxious, it means you're always thinking about the future and you're not living in the moment. And if you have depression, and I'm not talking about you're clinically depressed because you have a chemical imbalance in your brain. So I'm talking about, I'm saying just like you're down in the dumps, you have the blues, you feel a little bummed out, you're depressed, right? It means usually that you're worrying and you're, and you're perseverating on the past, right? And if you're worrying, you are creating so many cells that in your body, you're turning your cells in your body into these like little fear factories, right? So you have to get rid of all fear. And the only weapon that you can use against fear is your words, right? Remember in the Bible, it says thought, words, and deeds, right? 
So the only weapon you can use against fear is your word. Remember, Florence Scovel Shin says in her book, your word is your wand, right? So pretend that you're a bibbity fucking bobbity boo, okay? And you wave your wand and whatever you wave your wand at becomes your reality. Good and bad, guys, okay? So you have to be really, really, really careful how you're waving your wand and what you're giving your energy to, right? And again, the only enemy that is really your problem is the enemy that lives within you, right? We have all of these false enemies. You know, we think like, oh, this person's talking shit about me. This person doesn't like me. This person's out to get me. It's not true. None of it's true. It's all what you create inside your own mind, right? Are you free? Are you liberated? Or are you a prisoner in there? The only enemy lies within you, okay? So today I'm going to give you the top five ways that you can use to overcome all fear, no matter what it is. Okay, so remember the first thing that I want you to ask yourself, every decision you make, every decision you make is, is this decision serving fear or is this decision serving faith? Okay, that's number one. Okay, so the first thing, the first thing that I want you to use is affirmations, affirmations. Remember, your word is your wand. So let's just say right now, okay, pretty much everyone is, everyone who has a company or is an entrepreneur or even people that have just like everyday nine to five jobs are feeling some sort of way about work. You know, I work with a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers are in my protocols, they're in my mistress minds, they're in my goddess gathering groups, okay? So I work with a lot of teachers. And a lot of teachers right now are saying like, I might lose my job, I don't know if I'm going to have a job in the fall, or sometimes, you know, people will say like, business is dull, business is low, I'm not making any money, la 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 la. So the first thing that you have to understand is when you're getting these ideas in your mind, these fear-based ideas, okay, you have to understand that those fear-based ideas are not you. They're not your true authentic self. Florence Scovelshin calls it the army of aliens come into your mind, right? The army of aliens come into your mind. Or if you think about outwitting the devil, it's that enemy energy, that Satan devil energy that comes into your mind and tells you, you know, business is, business is shit right now. You're not making any money. You're going to lose everything. Or, you know, if you are in a new relationship and the guy doesn't text you for like two days, you're like, oh my God, he's fucking some other chick, right? Like this is how we all think, right? So let's just say, let's just use the business is low, okay? The business is low. I'm not making any money. Your affirmation, like Florence Scovel Shin says in uh, Your Word is Your Wand, she says, stop it right at that moment, cut it off and say, my supply comes from God and appears like mushrooms overnight. That comes from the Bible. So as soon as you hear these alien armies of aliens coming into your mind and saying all this crazy shit to you, stop in your tracks, whatever you're doing, and just affirm that my supply comes from God and it appears like mushrooms overnight, right? Or you might have like these 
like ideas of like, no one appreciates you. You'll never be a success. Who are you to think that you can do this, right? And you stop right there when the army of aliens come into your mind and you said, God appreciates me. Sorry, God appreciates me. Therefore, man appreciates me. And nothing, nothing can interfere with my divinely designed life or success. Okay, so let me, let me, let me say that again. So think about it. You all know, myself included, that we have these thoughts that the armies of aliens coming in saying, no one likes you, no one appreciates you. Da, 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 da. Who are you to do this? Who do you think you are, right? You stop in your tracks and say, God appreciates me, therefore man appreciates me, and nothing can interfere with my divinely designed life or success, right? You guys, your word is your wand. Whatever you pass your wand over, good or bad, and affirm shall be your reality. And remember, no one deserves to have a shit life. But if you live in squalor, and like they say in the Bible, and you throw pearls to the swines, you will live in the pig pen, right? Okay, so the first thing that you can do to overcome fear is affirm affirmations, okay? So anytime those thoughts start coming up in your mind, that are loop from your childhood or loop from your past lives, whatever you, you know, whatever, wherever and whatever it's from, stop it in its tracks and affirm it to not be true. And listen, this is going to take time. You're not going to do this for two days and be like, oh my God, I'm liberated. No, (laughs) it's not how it works. I've been doing this shit for so long. I've been doing this shit before I even knew I was doing this shit. Okay. So this is a practice. And it is going to take a lifetime, okay? So I call it WIP, right? I said it in my last podcast, Work in Progress. This is a WIP. This is an everyday thing that you have to do and you can't just give up and you can't just have a bad day and be like, oh, I'm not going to affirm today. No, because when you say that, that's when the army of aliens come freaking, you know, a tenfold. So the next thing, the next way that you can use to overcome fear is visioning. You know, I always talk about like vision boarding and visualization, but Florence Scovel Shin goes a little bit deeper in her books and she talks about the art of visioning. And she says in her book, if you cannot see the thing that you desire yourself doing, how can you do it? So if you can't see yourself becoming um, a sports star or an author or a multimillionaire, or a great mother, or whatever your desire is in life, right? Because different strokes for different folks. We all have these different desires, right? That's what God put in our heart before we even came to this earth plane. So if you can't vision your success doing a thing, and you cannot see yourself doing it, then it will never, ever, ever, ever happen. And she says in the book, faith means that you can see yourself in your desires, right? And if if you desire something and it is not for you, okay, it will not be for you. I was talking um, to a friend the other day and she was talking about how she was having these like problems with this guy she was dating. 
And I'm like, girlfriend, like, what if he's not the person for you? And she's like, but I know he is. And like, she's talking about like manipulating it to be what she desires. And it's like, do you think that you are smarter than God? Do you think that you are better than the universe? If someone is not for you, God in the universe is going to move that person or that thing out of your way. And it might feel like temporary defeat, but in the long run, it is the best thing for you. How many times, be honest, guys, how many times have you had a failed relationship or a failed business or you set out to do something and didn't succeed? And then at the end, like five years later, you're like, oh my God, thank God that didn't happen because I wouldn't be in this relationship or I wouldn't have this company or I wouldn't have this experience, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, right? So you have to understand that God is going ahead of you and making crooked places straight. Sometimes you can't see the end game. You have to trust and have faith. If you don't have faith and you cannot see yourself doing something, it will not be done unto you. There was a part of the book, which I really loved, and she was talking about how there was this football player. And remember, this is back in like the 20s, right? So there's this football player and he was swinging. He was like one of the best football players in the whole entire country. And he was swinging in a hammock and that's where he would train. And one day his his coach came up to him with like tears in his eyes, just like so frustrated. And he was like, Jim, you got to get up and you got to do something for, you know, for God and blah, you know, whatever. And he was like, oh, you're here. I was just going to send for you. And he goes, oh, good, good. And he said to his coach, can you mark off 25 feet on the ground next to the hammock? And he was like, absolutely. So he did it. He put two marks in the ground and then he thanked his coach and then he closed his eyes and he just kept swinging in the hammock. And the coach was going fucking ballistic. He was like, this motherfucker is trying my last nerve. But what this football player was doing is in his mind, he was swinging in the hammock with his eyes closed and he would envision himself doing this like jump, okay, this 25 meter, I don't remember what it was called because obviously I know nothing about sports, but this like long jump say, okay? And he would see himself over and over and over in his mind, like starting at the one point and jumping to the next point. And then he would open his eyes and look down at the ground again where the the points were marked off. And then he would close his eyes again. And again, he would envision himself jumping from point A to point B. And guess what? That's how he did like 75% of his training in his mind. And he was the best, one of the best football players in the world, right? So think about it. Sometimes we think that we have to run ourselves ragged and we have to manipulate the energy and we have to manipulate God and the universe to give us what we think we want. But what if we What if what we want is actually small? What if what we desire is actually not for us? What if we like want more than anything in the world is just boring and it's limited and it's just blah, right? What if it's impatient? Like she says in the book, impatient desire, impatient desire will create just impatient results. And she said, 
um, dull desires or dreary desires will create dreary results. So if you like, for instance, you know, I was saying to my girlfriend who was dating this guy and he's just like a ding dong. And I was like, girlfriend, what if your Mr. Right, which he is, is out there right now and he's like, it's kind of like Fievel. Do you remember Fievel? Remember that song like somewhere, somewhere out there? Do you remember that song? When Fievel would like look up into the sky, Linda Rodstadt saying that song and friggin' Neville, whatever the hell his name is. Do you guys remember this song? I used to love Fievel. And I always think about this. Like I used to think about Fievel when I was thinking about meeting Matt. I didn't know Matt was Matt, but I would like be like, you know, I'd look up into the sky at night and like you look at the moon and you're like, okay, my Mr. Right is up there probably looking at the same moon as I am. And that's the whole Fievel thing. And I said to her, what if your Mr. Right right now is like so fed up with life and he's thinking the exact same thing? Like, where is my Miss Right? Right? But you're over here wasting your fucking time with this ding dong who is not for you. Instead of saying, you know what? This person is not up to, he's dreary. He's a dull desire. He's an impatient desire. You're just impatient to get married or you're impatient to get laid or you're impatient to hook up with somebody and you are going to get scraps instead of realizing that God will provide for you everything that you desire. And it might not be this person, but God will give you its equivalent or better if you do the work, right? You have to be in the vibration of the vision that you hold in your mind, okay? So the second thing is, Have a big vision for yourself. Have a big vision for yourself and see yourself, see yourself doing that thing. And remember, there's a part of the book where uh, Florence Scovelshin was talking about this woman, and this can work in really bad ways too, because you are so powerful beyond measure. There was this woman who, you know, every night her husband was like, wanted to go out and do something, wanted to go to to a dance, wanted to go out to dinner, wanted to do whatever the hell they did in the 1920s, Okay go do the Charleston, whatever the fuck, okay? And she would be like, oh, this motherfucker, he wants to go out every night. I'm so tired. I just want to stay home and read a book. And she would say this over and over and over again in her mind. And then you know what? One day her husband came home and was like, I'm leaving with this other chick. I've been cheating on you. And now you can stay home and read all the books that you want to read. Now, am I saying that this guy's right? No, he's a piece of shit. But remember, she created that reality and she realized it like, oh, my God, I, I, I pushed my husband away to be with this other woman because I didn't want to be with him. I want to stay home and read a book. Well, now I can read every fucking book in the library because my man is off fucking some hoe, right? So vision, vision. Number three, desire. Vibratory for force that must be directed, Right? Remember, you have to name it to claim it. You have to name it to claim it, okay? Desire, remember the word desire, D-E, is the root word in Latin, which means of the Father. So anytime you see the words D-I or D-E, like divine or desire or whatever, it's a, it means of the Father. So when you desire something, that creates a vibratory force force that must be directed, right? And you have to only desire what infinite intelligence desires through you, okay? So 
that she was saying in the book to say, I claim that which is mine for my divine right, right? So if you say every day, like if one of your affirmations of desire is saying, I claim that which is mine for divine right, right? Once you give this to the universe, you will stop desiring what's not for you. I go back to the story again of my girlfriend who is like, I really like this guy and da 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 da. And I was like, well, what's the deal? She's like, well, he like he he's in love with another girl and he, he hasn't talked to me in over a month. And I'm like, do you really want to be with someone that's this much of a trash bag? Like, is that how low that you think of yourself? And that's how small your desires are? God is like laughing in your face. He's like, really? This is all you think that you desire in life? That's trash. So you have to understand that when you stop desiring what's not for you, God can come in, you know, universe can come in and give you what you divinely desire and what is meant for you. So remember that desire is a vibratory force. So, you know, if you want to be a millionaire or you want to have the the relationship of your dreams or the business of your dreams or whatever, whatever you desire, it has to be in a desired vibratory force, okay? You can't have a vibration of, of lack and of poverty if you want to be a multimillionaire. Just like you cannot have a, a, a vibrational frequency of not enoughness and and patheticness if you desire to have a relationship that is going to fulfill your wildest dreams, okay? So you got to get on board with desire. Number four, you have to believe, okay? Belief in yourself is always serving faith because if you, if you say, all right, I like if you do your ambitious abundance affirmation and you say like I'm a millionaire or blah 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 whatever. But your belief is that you'll never make more than $50,000 a year, then that is going to be your reality. Okay? Remember, you are divinely provided for. Okay? You are dis- divinely provided for. If you ask and believe, right? you will receive. Remember, God is the giver and humans are the receiver. Remember in the Bible, when Jesus restored the sight to the man who was born blind, and then all of Jesus, Jesus's, you know, oppressors and all these people that were like the naysayers to Jesus went and interviewed this guy. And they were, they were like, well, how did this happen? Da, 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 da. Jesus is a fraud. And what did the blind man say? He said, I don't know. But all I know is I was blind and now I can see. I was blind and now I can see. Sometimes just saying those words help you to believe in massive, massive success. So believing that you are divinely provided for, remember, reasoning, the reasoning mind will always take you down, right? If you say, I desire to, you know, be a multimillionaire, but you're only making $30,000 a year. From $30,000 a year to a million dollars a year or $2 million a year, whatever, it's a huge jump. 
But if there is any bit of reasoning in your mind, like, oh, well, how am I going to make, th- how am I going to make 2 million when I've only made 30,000 for the last 10 years of my life? As soon as you say phrases like that in your mind, you're letting in doubt, you're letting in your reasoning mind take over, which is not of divine. It's not divine. Okay. It is not of the highest, greatest good. It is not of the highest vibratory feeling. Then you're, you're screwed. You're never going to ever get to where you desire ever, 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 ever. So let go of your reasoning mind. No, through God, all things are possible through universe. All things are possible and just let it go and let God and your power posse go to work for you. They want to work for you. They're begging. They're waiting. They're waiting on bated breath to do work for you. Okay. So you have to believe number four, you have to believe if there's any little sense of not non-belief, you're fucked. And last, but certainly not least, this is one of the hardest things because I get fucking tripped up by this shit too. Give no attention to the fear. Give no attention to the fear. You have to starve the fear-based thoughts. You have to starve the fear-based thoughts. So as soon as the fear-based thoughts start popping up in your mind, you've got to go and say, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking of this. This isn't even me. This isn't even me thinking this. This is, the, this is the army of aliens. This is the outwitting the devil shit. This is me being a drifter. This is my old loop patterning in my mind. Like, you know, when I started doing, when I started letting the book out, you don't think that when I let ambitious out to the world, I wasn't shitting my pants like, oh my God, I'm going to be judged. Oh my God, there's probably typos in the book. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And there is, guess what? On one of the pages I found that I wrote Harriet Tubman in the same freaking paragraph twice. And, and I had like 17 people look at it before it got published. Professionals, okay? And still shit's in there. And then you know what I did? I started getting all scared and nervous and giving my attention to the fear. And then I started Googling the top authors in the world and about their books. And like J.K. Rowling's had like so many freaking typos and so much fucked up shit in the first Harry Potter book. There was freaking typos in Shakespeare. There's typos in the Bible. There's typos in freaking most of Stephen King's work and um, J.R. Tolkien, right? Like, and I'm not saying I'm up to that standard of being an author yet, but it like made me feel so much better because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not perfect. And next time, and guess what? Everything is figureoutable and everything can be fixed, right? So I just starved that fear as soon as it started popping up. So you have to starve the fear-based thoughts and you have to replace them by affirming. You have to replace them by visioning. You have to replace them by desire and you have to replace them with your belief in yourself and in God, goddess, universal energy, in your guardians and your guides and your ancestors and your loved ones who are no longer on this earth plane that are all surrounding you right now that desire for you so much to have the life that you've always wanted and that you deserve and that is your birthright. It is your birthright to live an ambitious life. But you cannot live life ambitiously if you're living in fear, okay? If you're afraid of your own damn shadow, how are you going to live life ambitiously? 
Okay? So listen, bitches, my HBICs from all over the world, stop living your life in fear. And every decision you make, ask yourself, am I serving fear or am I serving faith? And if you're serving faith, watch your life blossom and grow and explode to heights that you never thought possible. Okay? So that is today's podcast. Thank you again for coming here and joining and listening and taking everything I teach and putting it into play and sharing it with people that you love, that you know, that need this word more than anything. Okay? So listen, the bitch boxes, they're up on the website. You can get the bitch box. You can get the book. You can be part of our exclusive book club. Okay? Go on over to kbmfc.com, get the bitch box, get the exclusive book club. And if you are a Kindle reader, get over to Amazon and get your Kindle of Ambitious. It's going to drop on September 15th. And just thank you guys from the bottom of my little black heart for every week just showing up here and helping be crusaders to this ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday.